Well, welcome to the Speak the Language podcast. We are back inside a cotton mouth. And, uh, and tell us what happened in Vegas. Nothing happened. I was in that, the, that uh, blog is but, misleading. But, 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 what? The uh, dramatization clip of me on the va- I was for the grand total of the entire trip, I think I was in Vegas for a grand total of like three hours yeah. and two hours and 30 minutes of that yeah. was inside the airport. Did you get married while you were there? If I was, I don't know. Rem- That's what most people do when they go to Vegas. They don't remember it. <laughs> hey, you don't think so. <laughs> Not that I know of. Yeah. May check uh, your Instagram account yeah. and see if anybody says, hey, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, what uh, one thing that I, I was about to take off before I forgot, and this is kind of bringing it back, but like when, I think it was the um, – it was one of the first ones we did when we were talking about strictly early season stuff. It was one of the first Q and A's we did mm-hmm. when we had people sending questions. And y'all, y'all remember this one? We had uh, that guy sending a a question strictly about. He said he was hunting. I think it was it was a small piece of land. It was less than a hundred acres. Said he had like In thirty. Warren County. Yeah, that guy. His name was Hunter. Hunter. Okay, so Hunter sent me a message uh, just a few days ago, and he shot one of those bucks. Awesome, oh, and he'd actually he'd actually killed it back. I think he said it was, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, but he said he did exactly what you know he he'd waited. He watched that deer on camera. It was on Halloween. That's when it was because he told me it was on Halloween uh, night or right somewhere right around there in Halloween. Halloween was a good good week. Yeah, and he waited, and the wind was right, and he went in there, and he think he I mean shot him. Good deer, really good. That's deer. awesome. Did yeah, he sent you pictures. Yeah, of it? sent me a picture of it. Awesome. So man. congratulations, uh, yeah. Hunter, if you're listening, man. Can I come with you because I'm struggling? Yeah, that's the way I, I did the math in my head. Is I was like, we said he had three shooters, and that's yep. one. So there's two left. <laughs> um, no, but other than, I mean, obviously I want to talk about that. But when me and Brad were having our fun in Nevada chasing elk and stuff, I know there was some exciting times going around here. So I just wanted to catch up with you all and hear about, hear about more in detail what happened then and then kind of get it, get up to – get up to current times of what's going on now man uh, while y'all were gone it was a cat and mouse game here we'd go hunt somewhere we saw pictures the day before of daylight bucks and they'd be at another spot a quarter mile away it was just we finally caught up with them by the end of the week but it was slow hot slow hot slow we finally caught up with them yeah what how many times and we talk about it and i know we've said it on uh I know we may have been beating a dead horse here i don't think we, i think i know we said it on the blog i don't think we've talked about it on here but how many times you hear us say the november law yeah it can be tough because we know i mean every year we know it's coming and it sounds funny especially because you know a few weeks ago we were talking about calling and november is what people long for mm-hmm. in the midwest but here that's just the it just it seems like we hit it every year like we, we hit do. this wall and then and just, especially adding on top of that a full moon yeah right at the beginning of it which just totally turns everything inside out that's what me and brad were talking about we were uh talking to sean the guy that we were hunting with up there we we're like man back home right now it is hot it is muggy and there's a full moon i was like <laughs> i think it was november the third when we got here or something like that it was 87 degrees jordan mm-hmm. and i went hunting one afternoon on the river yeah, I all but wanted to just climb out of the tree and jump in the river. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I should have gone just full out on a cottonmouth catching by the, some of we the pictures y'all too. were sending. Yeah, we were uh, sitting up there in that stand on the river watching all the stripers hit out there and wishing we were fishing instead of hunting. <laughs> That's the kind of weather it feels like when it gets like that. It doesn't feel like hunting weather. Yeah, it's what do y'all and I mean, what do you think? I know we all have our own takes on it, but I mean, what do you think the bucks do? Like, because like I said, they go from that early season pattern where they're just I mean, they're not super visible like they are during a rut, but it seems like right there they just just shut down. You know, if you think about it right now, 
you know, we talked about the beginning of October when we were hunting food plots. We were hunting those early season food right. plots that you guys came over here and planted. And we were just, we were having great luck. I mean, it was, mm-hmm. we were seeing a lot of deer. And then when that front came through and then pecan started falling, yeah. it shut it down. And if you notice in a lot of our trail camera pictures in early October versus now, it looks like a majority of the bucks that you're looking at, to me, I'm going to say they, they, they've gained 10 to 15 pounds. At yeah. least. They, yeah. we've seen them. They've gone from long-bodied, skinny, lean deer to big right. tanks right so now. So they're putting on for the rut. Yeah. They're putting on for winter. And all that fat's coming from those pecans. Yeah. And it's not like you can concentrate yourself and say, I'm going to hunt this pecan tree because it's no. smoking. Because if there's one pecan tree right there, there's 28 down the ridge from said, it. They're, they're, you're trying yeah. to Trying to... I guess pinpointed here on a pecan tree. That is a hard well, thing to do. Especially when you got a lot of them. Yeah, on know, this on, on this island. Yeah, yeah, on this place. It's but but to answer your question, I think the deer, the bucks just ain't moving far. They don't have to. Yeah, they've got water because it rains, so they don't have to travel to the river or to the lake. They've got dewberry vines everywhere. Yeah, they got all that browse. We still got plenty of browse left. We've only had one frost, and it wasn't a hard frost. No, Not enough to mainly enough to knock the leaves off the trees right. a little bit. That's really about it. So. In my opinion, I think right now, even though it is the law, and here we are, what's today, November the 15th, I think? Uh, 16th. 16th. Yeah. I just I just came in and, and from checking some stands with Jimmy, and it's like overnight, just scrapes start showing up everywhere. Yeah. And we all know what that is. That's yeah. young bucks feeling their oats. These bigger deer, I don't think they're moving at all. I think they're moving 100, 150 yards yeah. maybe from their bedding area. Just because they know what's coming, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it, it's uh, – you know, and and even then we talk about it too. There's it happen. This happens every year too, and we all know it'll happen. Come December when you start feeling the first first bit of that rut, there'll be big deer that we've known we haven't seen yet, but we know we're here. They'll start popping up on trail mm-hmm. cameras because that's just that'll be when they start moving because yeah. they're just they're I just think they're sticking so tight to one area they're just not moving very much. What's What's amazing to me right now is what I see happening. And Jordan and I were talking about this all last week is how we're seeing trail cam pictures of deer on certain parts of the farm you know some that we had pictures of all october in louisiana or now in arkansas and some that were arkansas now in mississippi so they're they're starting to find their home place it, it, it always reminds me of the of turkey season you know you watch early mm-hmm. season you got all your gobblers hanging together and let's yeah. say you're hunting a huge pasture ground or something and then all of a sudden they start splitting up and you'll have one in this corner and one in that corner and i think that's what these bucks are doing mm-hmm. right now they're just trying to find their home range yeah. and where they're going to where they're going to spend the rut, and it, it's it's here's one thing that's interesting to me. I think you're absolutely right, but then you have like some deer in particular, like we always talk about Rocker, but mm. you have some deer that are finding their home range. But like then you have an older deer like Rocker does, and Rocker's been in the same home range for yeah, he stays there. He, I, I he th- doesn't move. Yeah, I think that I, I mean, and I think personal opinion, I think that comes with age because I've seen a lot of old deer act he's, like he's that you know 60 acres 60 to 100 acres yeah and if you really yeah. square it off um but before we get our head ahead of ourselves talking about rocking and stuff i really want to key in on what happened with y'all last week because i know i know y'all had some fun stuff happen um it was uh, jordan i know you hunted some i don't even remember jordan hunted the whole week oh yeah i don't even remember when we got here it seemed like we've been here we got here on monday Monday. That's when it was hot. A we week went, and a half ago. And we yeah. hunted We hunted the northeast corner on the river. Yeah, yeah. I love that spot. Week. We hunted for two days. The weather was, I mean, just not good at all. It was hot, and a front came through, and it stayed drizzling rain and rainy for, what, two solid days? Two and a half days, yeah. And finally, the wind picked up, and the temperature started cooling down. We started seeing deer. We did. Yeah. One, of the, one of the 
funnest hunts this year. And I've told Jordan about her since he's been here with us now for two mm-hmm. years about Reba. She showed up that 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 She's deer incredible. was a legend. On his, I'm, that she showed up the second year here. She's something else, and I, she'd been here longer than that. I ain't no telling how old she is, but but to have a doe. One deer, I mean, and when you see her, you know it's her because she's coming through the woods looking up. Mm-hmm. She never looks at the ground. She never pays attention to other deer. She's just constantly looking in trees. Yeah. Me and Will saw her last year. It was actually the same afternoon that Will killed that white eight point last year, but she came down that narrow plot, yeah. and the whole time she was just looking at all the trees on both sides. Well, the first afternoon we went into a plot we call Oak Tree Road, and, and it's because it's one of the only, not one of the only, but one of the spots that we have very few oak trees in. Mm-hmm. And, and oak trees down here on this river bottom is water oaks. Right. So the little small acorns that, you know, you see growing everywhere in cities and towns and stuff like that. And we finally got the right wind to go in there. And, man, Jordan's, Jordan says, let's go get in that stand and just get in there early and see what happens. And we were checking trail cam pictures. And there was an eight point and a really big management six point. Mm-hmm. And you know how we are about the management deal. We yeah. all here would rather shoot an old management buck than we would a four-year-old eight point that yeah. has a potential to be five or six yeah. 150 160 inch deer and for when sure. we see those we key in on those and Jordan was like well let's go in there maybe maybe that six point will come in and what happened after that g we got up there afternoon you know we back up you know this is the deer that lake and i went and tried to kill two weeks ago we ended up going to the wrong place and killing that four point <laughs> same deer same deer we're that. still trying to kill him but uh been watching him on trail cameras and he's pretty consistent if you can get the wind right he's gonna show up just a matter of time if yeah. it's gonna be daylight or not he's got a serious taste for acorns yep and uh sure enough you know four thirty rolls around here comes a deer and it's like you opened up a gate in a yeah. i, think I don't know follow each other it did that last, that one time that me and you hunted in there i mean the first, as soon as you saw the first one you saw the second third fourth fifth and the sixth first one. doe came out in the road north of us where they always come from and I look to the south of us, and there comes Reba coming up the road looking every tree. But at this <laughs> point, I mean, it's five or six. It's eight deer in a row just coming down through there, coming right to the acorn trees. Yeah. I mean, pretty as you please. You know mm-hmm. they're going to be at 25 yards mm-hmm. all afternoon. It's time to get yeah. still. The only thing you're thinking of right there is I hope I don't get busted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yeah, must. Those deer must have all been bedding real close to each other and all stood up and been like, well, time to go. Yeah. You know, you know, I got my I got my bow around and got it in my bow sling. I knew a, we wasn't gonna be moving at all. No. You got your camera in one spot, and where you can just oh, go left and right a little bit. Our vest is incredible. Where you can just put the camera and your bow in it and hold on to that thing. It saves you in a situation yeah. like that. And, I mean, that was at four thirty. Didn't get dark till five thirty or, or so. Yeah. So you're gonna be sitting there for an hour holding your bow in your hand. <laughs> Without that on that vest, I mean, you're gonna be shaking and yeah. your elbows gonna get all tensed up. And but anyways. This is part of bow hunting. You got to be stealthy, especially this time of year when the leaves are falling off. That's true, and you got Reba standing under you on mm. a still afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Where every still. noise counts. But anyway, we're sitting there, sitting there, and it wasn't—I don't know—fifteen minutes with all them does and a couple spikes in there too. But I looked up the road, and there he is. There's a big eight drinking out of a mud hole, and I said, "Troy, shooter, shooter, there he is coming." And sure enough, he got done getting him a sip of drink and come up there and start working on a scrape up under mm-hmm. that big oak tree and it's pretty funny you told me about it when uh you were looking back at the footage that when he stepped in the scrape he slipped forward yeah. about six inches <laughs> he about fell down but was it, he, so, so was he 
when you say, I mean, is he coming from that, that same puddle he's in the come, north end of the road where yeah, we saw him coming last he's time? He's okay. coming where every deer comes from. Gotcha. So, okay. You know, we started hunting this stand back earlier this year thinking we needed a southwest wind for it, thinking the deer would come into the food plot. And there's a food plot to the south of us. It's unconventional setup. You know, our wind, the way we've been hunting the last few days, the wind's actually blowing into the food plot, but the deer are not using it yet yeah, because yeah. they're hitting acorns. They're so tuned in on those acorns, yeah. They're going to move over to the grass. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. I've seen the last couple of days the deer are starting to use the food plot, so we're going to have to do a different setup for wind. Are the acorns so, starting to play out? Are they, they're about, no, they're still, but I think that they're just switching the over. wheat and oats and that blend I has got, got reached maturity, and so it's yeah, very they're palatable figuring it now. Out. Gotcha. Well, I know that day we was in there talking to Akron's, if you would have looked up that day when him and I went and just stayed there for like 30 seconds, you'd have got your eye put out. They, oh, were, they, were, they were falling that hard. Really? They were raining that, that day. It was good. And uh, about that time, you know, he's coming to us, working the scrape, and he's at 35 yards probably. And I mm-hmm. look behind him, and there comes a six-point. And both of them are coming to us, going to be within 20 yards. And we're, me and T-Roy are sitting up there trying to figure out which one we're going to shoot. Which decisions, one. decisions, decisions. You want to shoot the four-year-old six-point or four-year-old eight-point, this 130 or 85-inch six-point. You can. He's like, well, the, the trophy side of you wants to kill the bigger deer, but the management side of you says that's a bad idea, shoot the six-point. So we're sitting there trying to figure out which one to shoot. You've just done a you know, first-come, first-served kind of deal. And the eight-point gets in the 25 yards and he's quartering away and i'm i pull up my i didn't know for certain if he was you know 20 or 25 or 28 so i pulled him a rangefinder real easy to range him and i was easing it back in my pocket and about that time reba just comes unglued she doesn't even give you that deal where most does you know they move their head up and down Start left and right juke. yeah just trying to figure out what's going on she just come unglued and blew everything out of there i can't tell you how many times she's done that in typical reba I mean, fashion 20 yeah. deer hunters at that point yeah and they'd come out of there like you shot in the middle of them with a buckshot <laughs> <laughs> look like a covey rise i mean it was crazy i my heart sank to my stomach and i was just mm. there in reba so i'm assuming they all i mean the bucks they they were gone they ain't gonna... the eight point ran to the south of us and he stood in the food plot for a second and just kind of figuring out what because no no none of them knew what were going on besides reba yeah and i really think they all just looked around and go hi it's just reba that's what said they because some of them come back right obviously they, you, you gotta know. you gotta know that they know she's crazy yeah yeah because she i mean like really before I'm, I'm backtracking here but literally the same afternoon when we were killed that white eight she cleared that food plot one time before he got there and she wasn't even she was not even looking in the tree we were in that's right she was at the far end she I was at the north end of the food that. plot the stand y'all at the pit plot we were at the south end she was looking up in another tree and she boogered we're like, and i looked at wills like she wasn't there i wonder if deer get add <laughs> no, she's got anxiety she issues. had she's she just, had acute paranoia is what she had them. But anyway, she blew the field out, and I'm just sitting there. Oh, well, there it went. There went, to, you know, perfect afternoon. Yeah. Game plan yeah. came together just like we planned. And, and been working for a week and a half to try to get this episode done. <laughs> yeah, within 15 seconds, we would have had a hope of dead deer, yeah, you know. Yeah, right. But that's the way it worked out, and we were sitting there. I was like, if a doe comes up in here, she's dead. I'm, I'm releasing air on something. <laughs> <laughs> it's been to be something flying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh sure enough you know we sat there a few minutes and 
the deer started easing back in there the yearlings and a couple spikes and the six point was coming back to us but he wasn't real sure about coming right back under the acorn trees he was you can tell he was an older deer because the first thing he did was look the situation over and he started circling downwind yeah mm-hmm. and i'm yeah. thinking gosh if one of these does getting here before he gets downwind we kill one of them mm-hmm. but he uh he skirted us and we're sitting there and here comes reba <laughs> You can see her printing coming up the road. Top of the hit list. Head in the air, just look like a racehorse. You know how they when they go on that old funny trot, just with a head in the air. <laughs> like a Tennessee walker. Yeah. Uh, but here she comes, and I said, T-Roy, once it gets a little bit dark, we're finna sling one at her. And sure enough, she goes to blowing again, mm. and there's another doe behind her goes to blowing, and she's looking at that doe. And I said, you ready? And I drew back, and she was looking away and just <laughs> – let her have it. One of the best shots I made in a long time. I mean, way better than a week before when I was flinging over yeah. the top of their back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You center punched her, though. I mean, and, and you shooting that big old Ray tri-fan, and holy smokes, man. I mean, it just, it, I've, you know, you, you always, especially us as we're video, when you go in, we always play it back frame for frame. And a lot of times you'll see the arrow pause when it hits a deer and kind of stop. This one went through her so fast and yeah. hit the ground on the other side. I don't think I still don't think she ever knew she was. I, I saw the footage, and that's the first thing I said. I was like, "Good grief! Look how quick that air zipped through." Just which Broaden shoot, Broaden, <laughs> Jordan shooting a, he's shooting a real heavy setup. So yeah, well, yeah, he's got the power hitting him. The way I mean, that's the way I like my bow setup. I mm-hmm. like power over speed. Yeah, you know, a lot of people like these real fast bows. I'd rather have a real heavy setup. Three D, but. Yeah. yeah, which I mean, we're all shooting. I mean, like I, I thought I was shooting heavy. I mean, I'm shooting a 300 spine arrow. Jordan's shooting a 250. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a heavy arrow. Mm-hmm. And but uh, I mean, obviously, like I said, it zips through her like oh nothing. I I tend not to hit them in the right spot all the time. So if I end up hitting one in the shoulders, I want to go through it. <laughs> Is that why you shoot that big broadhead? Mm-hmm. I want to break them <laughs> shoulders down. <laughs> oh, preparing for any circumstance. Okay, so we get Reba. That was, that was a big enough win for oh, the yeah, week that altogether. Just, that, that, that just loosened up the whole whole atmosphere around. Took some stress off. That week. Yeah, we got deer in the cooler. We got to get the, the skinny shed dirty and you know all that good stuff. That's that's, that's deer management in its own. That's that's because uh, you don't want you don't want her having any more babies. Cause you don't you you can't breed that kind of education. Yeah, you don't want that. Like <laughs> I can tell you one thing: it's going to be a whole lot easier killing bucks up there now. You yeah, because you won't have her alerting the whole two woods. Or three days and we'll go get on there again once that wind changes. She was like the herd watchdog, man. She was uh, you know, she reminded me of I growing up now south of Louisiana. We had an older lady that lived down our block and. She always sat on a porch, and she was a cat lady, and she kept up with everything and everybody <laughs> that happened up and down that street. And if you know, I don't care what time of the day it was, if you drove by a house at two o'clock in the morning, you seen that shade just she look out. She's and looking. Who that is? Yeah. But that's the thing about Reba too is she she ranged pretty far. I mean, she stuck to the Arkansas portion, but you saw her all over that mm-hmm. place. You know. Never I saw how old her. she was. No, I mean, it, we looked at our jaw. We figured seven, eight, maybe at least. We never, never saw her like at the far south end, and she liked the Otree Road area a lot. But she was, I mean, we seen her at Pitlock, Coyote, Woodall. She me was about this place, especially take a deer like Reba. When Cottonmouth floods with the river, and how these deer leave the island, yeah. they leave the farm, and when they come back, they go right back to where they were. Yeah. It's incredible how they imprint on that and know where they are. Because I mean it. You know, geography wise if you look at Cottonmouth other than sloughs geography 
geographically set, it's flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than some sloughs and when there's no water in it. Yeah. So, you know, like in Iowa and Kansas and all them places, you've got ridges and all this other stuff here. It's just flat as a pancake. Yeah. Well, right I mean, hey, think, think you about think, You think about this, though. Where you grew up as a kid, if that place was leveled down and grew trees all over top of it, you could still walk right oh, back to the house. Home. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Well, think about, think about Rocker. Like we were talking about earlier, how, yeah. how small of a core area he has now. Yeah. And he was, I mean, he gets run out of there just like all of them. And then last year you got the big eight that Jimmy killed the last day of the season, and he made the whole farm twice. Yeah. From one end to the other. Yeah. And that's what, three miles, you said, Jordan, right at three miles? Yeah. I think I saw a study, um, I want to say, I'm pretty sure it's the QDMA that did it. They were, they were um, some, somebody, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to misquote, but I know I read a, about a study somewhere. They were, they were collaring bucks, mm-hmm. and they were talking about, I mean, I don't know if you'd call it a personality or, or whatever, but it was, how there were some bucks, same age class, same area, same everything, and some of them would, like you said, like the big eight, their range would be just so widespread. Mm-hmm. And then you had some, like Rocker, just had a small, yeah. tight core area, and they stuck there. Even during the rut, they stayed pretty much right there. So it just it fluctuates. Yeah. But even still, even if they range a long ways, like you're talking about. They still come home. Yeah, because even the, the big eight, he got flushed out, and he still came back mm-hmm. here. When that water came up, and he came to come right back to Cottonmouth. It's impressive. It is. Well, it got better. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep going with that. We we y'all chased. killed an elk. We talked. We did via text, and we tried some Skype and some phone messages. Y'all had terrible service. We have terrible service now. Yeah. It would it would go in and out. Like some honestly, it was it was funny. Like so at the camp where we were camping, um, we had we like we were sleeping in an RV, and then everything else we were staying in a Montana canvas tent with a wood burner stove. It was pretty cool. But at camp. We had hardly any cell phone service yeah. at all. The best cell service we'd have is when we were on the mountain. You heard him? Wood burning stove. We had the air conditioning on. He's sleeping with a wood burning stove. Man, it was 13 degrees one morning. sent that picture. It was like 15 degrees. My camera had ice on it. My camera had ice on it, and I forgot when my gloves. When the hunting gets bad at Cottonmouth, Brad and yeah, Lake Brad vacate. Lake. <laughs> and they know what happens in the November low. We're hanging stands. We're moving stands. We're putting up blinds. We're getting duck holes ready for duck season. Getting I mean, everything ready yeah, for them to yeah, kill yeah, the big bucks yeah, later yeah. in the year. Yeah. And then they show up and say, where we need to hunt yeah well how are we supposed to know we ain't been here team effort right <laughs> when the quarterback knows the plays you got to talk to the quarterback right? yeah exactly yeah brad just said he's he kept on saying he's like man i'm glad we're here right now <laughs> that, sorry dog <laughs> but what happened the, what happened the next two days jordan well we remember we hunted in the rain that day yeah that was the day before that good mm-hmm. hunt yeah and it was slow and nasty and well we had a good hunt we got to see a deer that maybe in two years it's going to probably make the books Boone and Crockett. Is that the one you sent me a picture of? And, yeah. and that just goes to prove, man, how, as many cameras as we got in that part of the Arkansas property, we did not see that deer but, nowhere. Never yeah. had a picture of him. He's a, what, a three-year-old mainframe 10 with, well, he's a mainframe 13 point because he's got two little... Got some kickers. Got some little bumps coming up on yeah. his main beam which would be his fifth and sixth. And he's a three-year-old, no doubt about it, 140-inch deer. He walked out of the woods, and we was like, ooh, don't need to shoot him. He's a loner. Hangs by himself already at yep. three. Yep. There's there's fewer things. I mean, you know, I mean that that's pretty gratifying to see. Yeah. You know? I said, T-Roy, you know, we're out here cold and wet, sitting in the rain, but that was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. Worth Get, it to know that deer's there and, and to know that if he does catch you off guard, we had 30 minutes to study him in that food plot and know that when he walks out, we're not going to shoot yeah. him. Yeah. And the crazy thing about it is he's in that food plot every day now, mm-hmm. just about. 
So he took he, a good trail cam picture the other day. He was staring right into the camera. He, uh, oh, we do. So we need to post that, and we need to we need to put that up on the wall. He, the, the no no list. Yeah, he. Uh, Don't shoot you know, him. He found that food plot. I think that was the first time he'd walked in there the day we saw him, and he's he, he's in there now. He was gorging himself on them big old yeah. grape leaves and turning. He leaves. looked healthy. He looked super healthy. All the deer look good, especially yeah. coming off of a flood this year. That's the thing I noticed. But yeah, anyway, food plots help a lot that, with that. Jordan and I, the stand we were in right there, we had hung that stand about a week before mm-hmm. in that big my about two weeks before in that tree on the other end of that food plot because that's where i hunted with jimmy yeah. the first week we were mm-hmm. here and all those bucks tend to want to come in that corner it's the same food plot i killed my deer in yeah so jordan and i was going to hunt that stand in that big pecan tree and we can only get it in there about 13 feet off the ground and when we decided to go and all of these were off the tree and yeah you know what happened after that. yeah we got blowed at that's tough man we got spotted it's tough it's by aretha you know, I, I tell people all the time, man, and y'all have heard me say this, but if you want to impress me as a whitetail bow hunter, honestly, come down here with your bow. I don't care where you're from, Midwest, especially mostly the Midwest. I'm not saying it's easy, but you can pattern deer in, in those types of terrain with hills yeah. and ridges and stuff. But down here, I, I, I would beg to differ with anybody. I would I would, I would want you to test your wits with our six- and seven-and-a-half-year-old does with your bow. Yeah, I can... You, I'm trying, like you said, I don't know if I'd call it easier, but I'm just, here's a short story. And this is January when it's the worst as far as, as far as them being on their P's and Q's. Me and Jordan, you remember this, when we went and climbed in Chances, we said we'd been picked off so many times. Mm -hmm. We said, we're going to take our climbers. We're going to go get in a tree that has not had a stand in it. And we're going to go as high as our pull-up ropes will allow. Mm -hmm. We was up so high, my backpack was dangling off the ground for the last little bit i mean that's how we were and we've got 35 foot rope yeah and we're like this should be good you know as far as getting seen we're out there we're not moving we're sitting there have not made a move big doe comes out i can't remember he had some other deer with him but she comes out walks up into the food pot takes like two bites then boom looks right up at us (laughs) and we're like you've got to be kidding me it's that survival instinct that they have i mean if you think about it from the time they drop their phones, they, they, their senses have to be G-weighting on up. Yeah. They're taking care of not only their self, but their little ones, too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about, especially when you start getting in dealing with leaves falling out of the trees. It just gets yeah. more difficult. But we realized real quick, real quick that wasn't going to work. Plus, it was raining, so we got out early. Yeah. And then Jordan decided he wanted to come back in there again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went in there and checked trail camera pictures and we were torn between chances and coyote because we had shooters both yeah. in there in the afternoon yeah. and uh we sat it on coyote because the wind was better for it and we went in there and the crazy thing about it i stopped in arkansas field like i always do and check the wind yeah and it was dead wrong i was out like, of the west i said all right T- yeah. well let's huh. just go up here and you know another half mile and check it again and it was still northwest. You That's got, crazy. You and I believe you because I've seen it do it. You have to have a northeast wind to hunt coyote yeah. where the stand is. Yeah. So well, let's go up to Alligator, which is another half mile away. Check it there. Got up to Alligator. Perfect. Let's go hunting. Yeah. That's crazy. The wind currents on this Mississippi River yeah. swirl like none yeah. other. We've all seen it. It doesn't make sense sometimes. Unless, I think unless you, especially... And we've talked about this. I know we have. Unless you see something that's like a ten to fifteen, yeah, you have you like you better do what y'all did and I go mean, ahead and just start checking it. That day we had a eight to twelve mile an hour wind, and they're no still kidding. doing that. That's I tough. got a new motto: if it ain't blowing, I ain't going. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> if if it ain't blowing, you're you going to get blowed at. You got that right. Yeah. So we get up there, and I'm doing a little opener in the tree like we always do, explaining where we're at and how we're hunting and what we're hunting over and all that. And I'm telling T-Roy, you know, deer usually come out over in that corner. I looked over there, and there's deer coming out as soon as we get there at, like, 245. <laughs> yeah. A little button head. <laughs> and, uh from that point on i had a bow in my hand and my bow and my bow sling on my vest from then till That's dark right. yeah i even um, made a comment to you i said this is fixing to be a long afternoon yeah when they start coming out that early mm-hmm. i mean it's always awesome to see deer but like we've been talking about what that means to us is we're gonna have to be still for a while yeah. still there's a lot of tape thank god we don't film on tape anymore mm-hmm. yeah so I'm sitting there. We're sitting there for two hours with does, and just they're just steady coming to the plot. I mean, it's ridiculous. How many deer we see? Twenty five, twenty five to thirty. I counting at eighteen. Yeah. I thought I was counting the same one twice every now and then. I couldn't really pay attention. Yeah, but they were anywhere from fifty. For some reason, they love that corner, but they were all I could shoot at all of them with a bow, mm-hmm. and uh, it was ridiculous. But I think there was some deer down on that on that north end too, because they all kept looking. Yeah, they kept looking. End. We can't see the whole plot, mm-hmm. so yeah, there was deer down there yeah. too. Had but to that be. corner you're all in, like when we talked about that, I know we have has historically been a hot spot for them coming out right there. That's why that Bodock stands as yeah. good as it is. They've got cover all the way up to the edge of the field, and I think that's what makes the whole difference. Yeah, we had that big thicket line in there. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting there, and T. Roy says, "I see a buck." I said, where? And he's behind where our other little short stand is, probably 50 yards. Mm-hmm. And I can't see him, but T-Roy is videoing him, videoing him. And he comes out in his pigweed about 150 yards up there. And he's like, oh, he's a shooter. <laughs> Big wide eight point. He was pretty walking through there. But 20 inches wide and just beautiful. Mm-hmm. But can you hear her? Jimmy's dog, yeah. Is that Abby barking? Is it, is it ever Abby not well, barking? Yeah, Abby's the only one that barks. <laughs> yeah. So for for those of you that are listening to this podcast and that Rofi here in the background, that's Jimmy's here with us at Cottonmouth. He comes and hangs out. He's still on Indian Reserve. Rifle season opens next Saturday, and uh, I don't think we're going to hunt Saturday because it's supposed to rain. But we may come back Sunday, him and I, and and uh, try to get him one before everybody gets back, and then he can hunt Monday. And then Tuesday he gets to go to the doctor, and they're going to do an X-ray and a CAT scan or whatever his hand, and maybe give him the green light. But if I know Jimmy, he'll He'll go get an x-ray and a CAT scan, and the doctor tell him he's fine, but he'll come back with that cast on his arm, so we'll keep keep on waiting on him like we've been waiting on him. <laughs> oh, anyway, finally. Anyway, the big deer walks out, boy. You tell the rest of the story. No, shoot, no I was just videoing Somebody it. tell you, the rest of the story. You, or otherwise, it, Abby's going to start barking I think the cool thing about seeing that many deer in, in the afternoon is when, when that big deer walked out, Jordan was calm. Yeah. You know, for all of us, we always get nervous. I don't care who mm-hmm. you are. If you tell me you don't get fired up when one walks out, or even if you hear one walking through the woods, shame on you. But Jordy was, I mean, Gordy, he was, he was, man, he was, he had ice water going through his veins at that time. Well, the whole deal, I kept thinking, he ain't going to come in here. I ain't Dude, they get never worked. Right. It never worked. <laughs> you probably see a big deer. Oh, that's a nice deer. He's probably not going to come. You were thinking. thinking the same thing I was thinking. It's going to be a great encounter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this is cool. Well, he comes out up there, what, 150 yards. You can see him through his pigweed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's thick over there, but you can see over top of it, we're so high. Mm-hmm. And he's going north at the, or east at the time and trying to – he's behind those. I mean, it's not the rut or anything, but he's just walking around with those. Yeah, cut them off. <clears throat> but anyway, they finally turn and are coming down the trail that comes in the corner food plot. I'm like, huh, he might, actually, he might actually come in here. But at that point, you know, it's 
20 minutes before dark, so we're starting to run out of light. We were running quick. Yeah. What was it What was he doing? Just kind of browsing around back there? Dude, he was taking one step and making it count. Just not in any rush. He was observing. They the, all do. Yeah. He was observing the situation and seeing what was going on. And it was cool to watch the does go yeah. by him. And we talked about this, me and Jordan. I said, "How how neat was it to sit here this afternoon and watch all these deer? Because we never got picked out. The wind mm-hmm. was perfect, and we watched deer be deer for almost three hours. How much can you learn from that? Well, and then when this deer came out to watch all these does come in the food plot, and to know that he was standing right there at sixty yards behind them." Yeah. And if you didn't know he was there at some times in that pig yeah. you couldn't see him. I mean, just, he was very, very, very cautious, yeah. and he made every step count. And, that, and I think from the first time I saw him, I hit the record button until the time Jordan killed him was 28 minutes. Yeah, that'll teach you a lot about yeah. a deer of that age class. Because how old was that deer? I pulled his bone this morning. He's four. Four at least. Yeah, at least Any four. older than four or four? Four, yeah. yeah. But still, I mean, a That's deer. That's a mature deer. Yeah, mature deer. How, I mean, how they move and how... Even like I said, even if as chilled out as all those deers were, had no reason to believe there was a boogeyman no, up in the tree or you know out there, right. yeah. he was still he's still doing what he had to do. Yeah. Every time they get stupid is when they get stupid. Right. Now, he was just hanging out. He was chewing his cud over there, just watching, and he wasn't no hurry to get there. And even when he got in the field, man, he stayed right on the edge. Yeah. But he didn't stay in the field very long. No, he didn't stay long. <laughs> so anyway, he stays and finally commits to coming into the field, and he's still just taking one step every 30 seconds mm-hmm. and ends up in the corner field where they all come out. And I had ranged there earlier, and it was 44 yards to the trail, and he took like eight or ten steps to the east of us, which was going away as a reason. We went ahead and mm-hmm. took a shot, and I was like, mm, I'm going to try it. <laughs> Man, I, I watched you when you drew back because, you know, he was far enough, and there wasn't any deer right under us, but we were whispering back and forth. And I said, I said, what do you think, Cordy? He says, you want me to shoot him? I said, well, yeah. I said, you, you, you comfortable with that shot? He says, I can make that. And and it wasn't a, it wasn't a, I can make that. It was, I can make that. It was <laughs> one of those confidence shots. And I watched him when he drew back, man. He just drew back, and it was just as solid as you would ever want to see. And he wasn't shaking. He wasn't blinking his eyes. And he laid his nose on that string, and I was like, man, he's got this. And <laughs> Now, just one of them coincidences, I wasn't all shook up. Cause usually, well, I get buck fever bad. Well, but, yeah. but you got to watch deer all afternoon. I yeah. think that's I think what that it is. Our and you've there. been watching him for a while because you yeah. thread the needle on that one. You lunged him. Yeah. Double yeah. lunged him, yeah. He was yeah. at 47 yards, and I put – he did drop a little bit. I put a 40-yard pin about, you know, a quarter way up. Yeah. I mean, he put it about middle long. Yeah, and that's so, where it hit. So I mean, you say your fifty was probably about brisket line ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One of the one of the very few we get to watch in this thick cover we hunt and fall on camera. Yeah, I thought that was cool far. too. Um, go far. That big old tripan just. That's what I was going to ask. You were you were shooting tripan, correct? I actually shot him with a hypodermic. Oh, oh you? Yep. you shot the doe with the tripan. I shot the doe oh, okay. with the tripan, okay. and I had one more hypodermic left in my quiver, and I was, that's the arrow I picked out. So I got you. <laughs> well, it worked. Yeah, I don't ever choose a certain arrow. I just grabbed the first yeah. one my hand lays on. And that's what was on it. So, and, and you know, we were excited out there together. Yeah. But when we got back to the skinny shade, there was nobody to share it with. Yeah. And that was kind of bumming. Well, let's know? talk. I can talk about this. It took uh, it took me about it took Jordan maybe let's think about the whole process maybe three hours to convince me he actually killed that deer. Because yeah. <laughs> if y'all don't out in here at the house, we got back to the house. He said, "Man, you all right? What's wrong?" They don't believe I shot this deer. If he, if in my defense, if anyone does, if y'all don't know Jordan like I I know him, Jordan is the biggest. I don't know like 
gonna try to pull a joke on you yeah. more so than anyone I know. Like there's been we were in Illinois last year. It was like the first morning and I get this picture. First I get a text from Jordan that says, Just smoked a stud and I'm like and this is you know, this 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 isn't the because he got me hook, line, and sinker on this one. This is the story of why I'm gun shy of it now. And I'm like, oh, man, awesome. Send me a picture. And I get a picture of this deer laying on the ground. In, I mean, I mean, the deer's laying on the ground. Looked like he pulled him up on the edge of his cornfield. He's like a 150-something-inch clean mainframe eight-point. I'm like, oh, good gosh almighty. And come to find out, Jordan just Googled Big Buck in the Midwest on Google <laughs> and screenshot that and sent it to me. And right. ju- and so so in my defense, and so the first two pictures I get of the deer, George's not in the picture. I just get a picture of the deer at the skin and shed, and I'm like, wait a minute, someone. I'm like, no. And so finally, but he <laughs> finally I get a picture of him on the deer. I'm like, okay, he killed him, and then I could be happy. But Jordan yeah. was like, you don't believe me. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. you've done that to me before. He was all sawed up, man. I had to ask him a couple of times. I said, what's wrong? Finally, he says, Lake don't think I shot that deer. Yeah, he wouldn't, <laughs> and then, and he wouldn't send me video either. It it all led to like he would send me everything. But what I was asking for, he sent me of a bloody arrow and his a picture of a bloody arrow in his quiver. He sent me a, a picture of like a wide GoPro angle. Yeah. I'm like, send me the video footage <laughs> of you shooting that buck, yeah. and he wouldn't do it. You know what's amazing, though, about that whole week last week and, and the response on some of the pictures and some of the things we had from last week and even Jordan shooting his big deer, is everybody responded more to that dang on water moxing than anything. <laughs> yeah. And Lord knows we got them here. They're everywhere Jeez, right now. Jeez, dude, we got them. We've got snakes. I, I'm, 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 you know, duck season open Saturday, and if it's not, I'd be afraid to bring my dog out duck hunting right now. It's so bad. <laughs> there was that one day we were uh, checking cameras. We saw, we saw three or four and one five. five. Yeah, two, yeah, two yeah. Two and one food plot. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't. Anyway, Jordan, Jordan gave that big old sucker. I was, he was, it was cool that day. Yeah. kind of drizzly so he was kind of chilled out on that road and he yeah. was trying to get as much warmth as he could yeah. i mean jordan drove by him he never moved that's i'm gonna pick open his mouth and i thought to myself now he'd give us a flat tire if we run over him. big with the big old fangs mm. i don't need us to say that one's not breathing anymore he, he got a pop <laughs> noggin yeah well he got a stick to the head yeah well you know i ain't seen none yet today but today's not over no it's not well um Fast forward to, to this week. You know, we got back this week, and y'all must have caught had like a little bit of pocket of deer movement. And then because when we got back this week, it's been slow. It's been slow right you now. know, I've been really paying attention to it this year, and I've read a lot about the last quarter moon during mm-hmm. early season. And the day I shot my deer was last quarter moon. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be something going on with that. Whatever it is, because like it, it, we haven't. I mean, it has been slow. Yeah. The most, and this is this is not a. It's not a fun story at all. This is the most action me and Brad have had all week. Um, and it will go back. And like I said, we talked about Rocker earlier. I knew we were going to get to this mm-hmm. eventually. Y'all know what I'm talking to. I mm-hmm. said, yeah. So last season, Brad and I spent majority of last season hunting that deer. No, not the majority. The whole season. The whole season, yeah. yeah. Any other deer that we killed or saw just came as a byproduct of trying to get on Rocker. And Brad was so in, in, engrossed in that deer, I was afraid that if any one of us killed it, he would just go on and leave <laughs> and quit. Uh, but in in the course of doing that, I mean, it took us a while. Like I said, we, we, we mentioned earlier how tight of a core area it has. Well, the reason that we know that is just because of how much time me and Brad have spent chasing him. And, you know, and so we got this one stand 
Um, we call it nut all. We found it last year. Brad had shot a doe, and in, in, um, while we were tracking her, we this is how we found this spot. We found these couple of nut all trees. We didn't even know were there. And last year, we said we need to come and check this. This this is this will be where he's living. Mm-hmm. And uh, so y'all went in there and, and hung that stand. And uh, me and Brad went to go hunt it yesterday. And uh, you know we raided. Thought the wind was right and all that. And me and Brad are walking to the stand and uh take one step you know we were in probably still 60 70 yards away yeah, from, the, about 80 yards yeah. from the stand. and we take one step all of a sudden i hear some kind of commotion i look up i see a doe get up and then i mean less than 20 yards somewhere between 15 and 20 yards up stands rocker there he is hmm. we jumped him i mean and all i could see he kind of was angling away from me so I saw every bit of his tines, and he was walking. I mean, there was no. I said, "Well, there he is." And Brad turned around and looked at me, and you, I mean, he. We both probably had the same look on our face. We were sick. We were like, "Oh my gosh!" Well, we were right about where he was living. We were just a little mm-hmm. too right, you know. He good thing <laughs> walked about him on him, is, though. He, I don't think he'll leave that area. I don't, I don't think he'll either. Go anywhere, because you know, think about where he is right there and where he's been. Yeah. How many times do we travel down that road right there? Yeah, I, I don't None. think I don't think he'll leave there, but I definitely don't want to do that too many more times. You know, no, I don't. But you gonna kill, you kill him in the morning? Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, that's what we talked about. And side. we ain't we're not going back in there for a while, and we're gonna think about a different way to access it. You know, especially if he tries to lay Jordan, down. You know, duck season open Saturday, and there's a bunch of wood ducks in there. Jordan and I were gonna go right there and shoot some ducks. <laughs> that's all right with y'all. Okay, tell me when I'm gonna go get on the other side of that thicket. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you what Rocker looks like when he runs out. Yeah, well, we got to get some wood ducks. We need some gumbo for Thanksgiving. Yeah, but man, it, it was I, in in one way. That's the closest I've been to him. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. Yeah. And let me tell you, he's as big as we thought he was. He is large, but yeah, you definitely. I mean, that's like. Do you think he's lost some inches from last year? Yeah, based he, on trail cam pictures, he, none of us have really got good look at him. He yeah, he has. He's yeah. definitely he doesn't. He never was all that didn't have just a ton of mass but he's lost some of it he mm-hmm. he wasn't just like poor on mass and he's not poor on mass now but he's lost some yeah. he's he's more spindly mercy of the river does that yeah. so man that stressful time when the river comes up yeah but um like i said i mean in like i said i'm trying to find the silver line in here one it was cool to see him out up close i guess the other thing too it was kind of nice to go hey we were right about where he was living we yeah. just were a little bit <laughs> well that's how you learn you know? about him yeah you know and you, and you would think that deer just walk around in bed wherever but his core area and his bedding area yeah. if you really look at it, it's probably about a 40 yard square and it yeah and and honestly so the first time me and brad saw him until till this point me and brad saw him out of the stand one time mm-hmm. um and when we first saw him he was coming from that spot mm-hmm. so that like again that tells me that deer is there yeah, the best version we got of him is what you had, and then when I videoed him the last day of the season yeah. last year with Jimmy, yeah, yeah Jimmy yeah. wanted to shoot him. Because think about it, he goes from there, this little thicket that he lives in. He goes from there, and he heads east, and he goes a little bit south. Yeah, and he that, I mean, far. no, he he never goes north because he he ain't no piece. He ought to be as fat as a cow because he doesn't do any running or traveling. No, well, think Even about this. Here's here's what's funny. So that snag spot where Jimmy killed the the big thirteen fourteen pointer that Wilbur missed. He's closer to snag, or he's just as close to snag, you know, give yeah. or take, as he is to persimmon or the Arkansas field. And he, he never showed up there. That we saw. He don't like to cross openings. Mm-mm. He likes to stay in the timber. Yeah. He's not an opening kind of deal. Because think about it. We didn't see him in the Arkansas field till rut. That's right. You know? So, 
you know, it it's definitely didn't want to bump him, but in some ways I feel like we learned a little bit more about him. I think we'll get him this year, honestly. Yeah, he'll I, slip I, up. Um, and when they, the time's right, we'll all kind of know what's going on. You get the win right, I think Barrett will probably slip in and yeah. him or Jimmy will get him or Will Primos will probably get him. That'd you be know, fine. He's been here but one time all year, and he'll slip up in there and put a pop. Not That'd a be fine. As long yeah, as it don't bother me. I don't care. Who That'd be fine. Yeah. I just want to get good footage of him. I yeah. Want him, you know, for what we do and a deer like that and the respect that he deserves, they all deserve respect. But when you got that much history with such a big deer like that, you want to, you hope and pray that, man, I just want to share this with everybody out there. Because I heard us talk about Rocker for so long. Yeah, well, that too. And, and I know um, y'all can all relate with this, but it's when, especially us that, you know, do the majority of the video and stuff, you feel, or I'm in the same boat, you know, as far as I like. I'd like to document him just as much as I'd like for mm-hmm. one of us to kill him, you know, just because mm-hmm. it, it's just as much to us. That's just as important, yeah. you know, and yeah. I, I just, you know, but we, I feel like we're getting so close. But you know, yesterday was kind of a punch in the guts to jump him, but I feel like we're still in the game. Yeah, but he ain't going nowhere. No, we still got and we know his favorite places. He's got to, a river to swim and a lake to swim. I don't think he's leaving. No. And like I said, we, we know we still got cameras on his favorite places to visit at night. So we'll see if he's still sticking well, tight to there or not. But two and a half to three weeks away from everything really kicking yeah. in gear here yeah at cotton mouth and you know when it kicks in gear and, and think about it this is the first morning that you and brad have hunted since since the season opened. yeah we really haven't been hunting mornings no and, it, and it's paid off a lot for us it's taking a lot of pressure off and jordan made the comment he you know he said look at all the trail cam pictures a lot of these deer are moving at night and they and they own these these feed trees or they own these acorn trees at 3 30 in the morning and you go walking up there at six o'clock in the morning getting your stand you just blow them all you just out. blow them out yeah yeah so it's best to just chill out do what we do uh in the daytime we've been able to sleep a little bit late and get a little bit rest yeah. elk season pretty much killed all three of us <laughs> and uh, and now in the next week four four days to the next week it'll be time for us to start getting in the woods and yeah it'll and, be go time taking all the and that's the neat thing about hunting you know, people always say, "Ah, oh, you know, I hunt the same spot over and over." Man, if you do hunt the same places over and over, you should know when to be there and when not to be there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're doing here. And it's yeah. a blessing to have a place like this that we can use as a proving ground to do what we do. Mm-hmm. For sure, it, it's uh, always learning, always trying to get a bit better. Well, I mean, like I said, it feels like every day we figure out something and start start put a little bit more of the puzzle yeah. together, whether that be with rocker or, or just the place yeah, in yeah. general of figuring out how these deer do but one I thing i do know how to come out with a trail camera that tells me what's going to happen tomorrow <laughs> that'd be a good one you should take that yeah. to market it'd be I'm, it would I'm sell. working on it right yeah. now well back, as far as learning out to the future as far as learning what the deer do i know it's ooh, it's 124 so if we want to learn what the deer do when you get to a stand lake we would do this podcast longer but we need to go because yeah. it's well, getting we'll about time to, it's yeah. time to go what time is it it's 125 oh, 125 yeah we gotta go yeah, yeah. let's go so anyhow yeah we're we're literally about to put on our stuff and head out the door so um thank y'all for listening hunter again proud you killed that buck uh everyone's real happy about that it's awesome that yeah that you got the, that some of this helped you a little bit um folks keep sending in your questions if y'all kill any deer like like uh hunter or the other guys did that we mentioned last week I always send them in y'all don't know how happy that makes us when we see that so do that we're gonna head out hunting so um yeah thank you for listening to speak the language podcast